uh, podcast edition because I have a YouTube and a Facebook Live and uh, a couple other things. But you're on the, the podcast live edition recorded, pre-recorded. We're on the Internet. You can call into these shows, by the way. Uh, later on at the end of the live, I do some uh, some free readings. So you give us a call at 516-418-5869. And on this episode, we got this episode called Karaoke is for Sundays. And I got my good friend Tony Holmes on here. What's going on, Tony? We uh, we went to college together. We're going to catch up on this live episode here. But uh, let's have some fun, man. So how have you been, first of all? I've been pretty solid. Um trying to work within the fray of everything that's happening, of course, but mm-hmm. trying to go with the flow nonetheless. Yeah, man. I'm not going to lie. Like, the beginning of this quarantine stuff, like, I got here in California maybe, like, a couple weeks before everything really settled in where they closed down a lot of stuff, and I got a little kind of emotional, and I didn't realize, like, why, but uh, I was in a new environment. I couldn't really do as much, and I realized a lot of people, including myself, uh, how to start facing their inner emotions, their inner self, learning about like more about who they are, or at least I hope they did. Did you do that? I definitely put in the uh, stepping stool stools for that uh, process for sure. Um, definitely looking inward, trying to figure some stuff out, and at least hoping to to come out of this with the groundwork to improve myself for sure. That's awesome, man. So. For everyone listening, Tony is an awesome friend of mine. We went to college together at the, the Culinary Institute of America, man. I, that was a really, really good school. And I'm really, like, I, I just told you before, like, I want everyone to know, too, like, really respected you, and I still do respect you today, obviously. But for what you, like, decided to do for your career, your culinary degree and all that, and you were working hard, doing dishes at the same time, too, like, that's really cool of you. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, that was dedication intense like yes i wanted that degree more than anything at the time to be honest like Mm. i i had no choice to be honest that's the best way i could say it i was um i was very still in my ego and i remember personally i had a lot of difficulty honestly like cooking at the time because the teachers were, were no joke some of them were no joke and so and you remember i'm sure i don't know like who the teachers names are i can't really remember everyone but there were some teachers that, like, literally gave me a hard time. But I was also, like, lost in the sauce, man. But um, what are some things, like, what do you remember from college? <laughs> like, what do you remember? I'm trying to remember some stuff that, what classes, what classes did we, we had, like, the end of the restaurant classes together, right? Yes. I think we met in Katarina because I think Katarina. I had the back of the house with another class. And I, then I got into front of the house with you and uh, the group I ended up graduating with. I actually, I actually I failed in front of the house. Yeah. Oh shit. That oh no, go for it. Your thing. I uh no, I failed wine class. Like I had to take it over, and I think what happened was I got held back, and I went on my internship. Some something like that. Like you go, but you go on summer vacation, and I came back. I had to take it again, and or I went forward and backwards. Oh. So I came back oh, from break. Okay. I went forward. I had to go back and forward. So that's how we we met up. And so like I remember being super nervous in Katarina. Like people were, you know, when you're serving the water and you're just like shaking your hand and I was doing that. Yo. And same. I was sweating buckets. Like just not to mention like never doing that before. And then having the instructor who we had, who I still adore. He was 
he was intense, but he was still awesome at the same time. But like Dude is awesome. dealing yeah. with the public in a different way, it was intense. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, I broke some stuff. Like you drop. I remember also like people were ordering things and I didn't know that they were they were sold out. So I'd go back three times. Oh like, my what? god. Oh man, that's such a nerve-wracking school though, because you're pressured to be the best. And it did help me actually. Yeah. Like it's the same thing with life. Honestly, like this is a good thing to kind of transition to the topic. So like, if I didn't, well, if they didn't force me to do it for the degree, like I would have never did it, and I would have been super nervous until I actually learned from um, our professor. He was an awesome person, and I'm glad that we had him because I wound up being so oh, yeah. confident and happy, and had a, and actually really enjoyed that class so much that I contacted the office. Because you remember we had a vote for the chef for our culinary graduation? So I was like, can we vote for other yeah. people? Because this is kind of like a really good teacher. And he actually really was happy to read that, that I tried to. But um, but the topic here is awesome. karaoke for Sundays. And I gra- I'm not going to lie to everyone listening. Like, I grabbed that from his, his Facebook page because it was like a meme. It's like, man, Sundays <laughs> are closed right now. It should be for karaoke. But we have to do things to discover what we love doing and why do we love it. We didn't even know we loved it. So kind of want to start it off with the topic. What? How did you realize, like, you love karaoke? Oh, my God. Um, how did I realize I love karaoke? I honestly don't know, to be honest. Like, I really don't. It's okay. I just, it's, it's when, when, what's the first I time think you it definitely has something to do. Um, it was. It was in Chicago, and Chicago. my don't, don't friends, it was actually, <laughs> <laughs> that's where I'm from originally. I'm born and raised from Chicago, um, mm-hmm. and after, oh, I think I had dropped out of, because when I met you, I was that was like my part two of CIA, but part one, where ah. I initially started, I was there on the Fulbright Scholarship. I unfortunately lost that scholarship because I was just overwhelmed in so many different ways. I was my first time being away from home. Um, there had nobody. I was the first person in my family to go to college. There was no blueprint for me, um, and I just kind of like I didn't know how to reach out and ask for help back then. And I'm still, uh, still honestly learning to do that. Um, but just to go back a little bit, I had dropped out, and at the time in which I dropped out, I was hanging out with my friends. And then my one friend, we just always talked about, like, having – we liked uh, K-pop. So we would always joke around about singing K-pop and, like, yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. And we decided to, like, go to one of those private karaoke rooms. So that's pretty much how it started. Um, And then it was a way for us to, like, kind of decompress and get out of our heads and not think about my situation. And she didn't want to think about her situation. Uh, So we just decided to do that to cut loose. So I guess that's – that's pretty much where it came from. Hmm. That's pretty cool, man. Um, you mentioned something that's pretty pretty deep, actually. And you were talking about how you were – back then you were kind of afraid to ask for help or certain things, and that's something important that like, we don't realize until we actually start to love ourselves and connect why we do what we do to undo it. And uh, I just wanted to say that consciously and like, say that out loud, that that's pretty dope that you actually recognize it. Um, karaoke for me, you know – I didn't plan on this actually. And I remember, I remember um, after graduation, all this, of course, this is more like August of around February of 2016. And me and my ex-girlfriend broke mm-hmm. up like a long, this is like previous one. And so I remember starting a new job at shadows in the Hudson. Do you remember shadows in the Hudson? Oh, for sure. 
Yeah, so I used to be the sous chef there. That was a whole oh man, that was it's wild the things like I remember. But so I was afraid to go out by myself at the time. Like I was like I didn't want to be mm. alone. And so at first I was like, why don't I? I was following my intuition. I was like, why don't I go to Mahoney's after? <laughs> Mahoney's was the local bar, like the late night bar. And so why don't I go to Mahoney's and have a beer and just relax and. You know when you got home, usually it's when you're you're hungry, you're working, you're like, nah, I don't want to. So I'd go home, but I would be super hungry. So I went for a beer and got some food. And at first I was like, what if I become an alcoholic? And I was like, no, dude. I like so I was I just random conversations I have with myself, but this was real. And I was like, no, man, just go out and have fun, meet people. And what I didn't realize is like the law of attraction is our our mood matches people that we need to meet. And so I was around people mm-hmm. that were similar at the time, and they just wanted to like find themselves too. And so I found myself there. I was uncomfortable at first. I wound up meeting some cool people and uh, good friends. And over that, that was where karaoke was, I think, Wednesday nights. And so my go-to jam was uh, Sublime Santeria, of course. <laughs> so like, yeah. And there was always, you know, there's always that one person, Tony, that goes up to you and like, oh, my God, I love this song, too. Can I sing it with you? And you're like, no. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you kick them away and you keep singing it. <laughs> This is my moment. Let me have my moment. Yeah, right? This is my time to shine. <laughs> yes. So that's I like one no of the times. Any time that's happened. And I want to ask you, because this is something I want to share with everyone too. It's it's really unique. So um, when you look back at those times when you started doing karaoke, like, do you remember – meeting new people and the friendships you made and how much like your emotion changed, anything like that? Absolutely. 100%. Just, um, just from that first karaoke experience with my friend, it was just me and her. So we felt extremely comfortable just to let loose and just act a fool, to be honest. And then mm-hmm. me and her decided to go again. And I wanted to include some of my other friends from home who I hadn't seen in a while. So we got them involved, and we all just met up and just had a great time. But when we were leaving there, we were taking pictures outside, and we this guy, like, jumped in and tried to jump into our picture, and we were just like, yeah, come over and take pictures with us. So it's kind of funny that that's kind of how all of my karaoke experiences ended up being very much similar to that. I met so many people when I went when I was in New York, um, just like the DJ. I became great friends with the DJ that was at, um, oh, my God, I forgot the name of the place. <laughs> what was it? Uh, Darby, Darby, Darby. Darby. Oh yeah, yeah. Darby. Yes. Karaoke back then was on Monday nights, and Monday nights I, I ended up. So good. I'm sorry. What happened? No, I was laughing because I'm remembering other stuff too about Poughkeepsie. So again, I'll tell oh. you. I just want, I want to listen to you. Oh, sure thing. Um, I met, I became great friends with the actual DJ there. Um, I ended up knowing all the bartenders by name. Uh, I knew, I made friends with people. I would, people that I would meet actually at school, I would try to encourage them to come out and just meet up and have fun. Um, it was the place where I wasn't seen as a dishwasher either. So for me, that was also another thing. I got to go there and just like kind of be myself and have fun um, and let loose. Um, and then when I moved to Massachusetts, I, that's honestly how I made all of my friends was going to karaoke. 
Um, I was even offered a job to become a karaoke DJ at one point. Um, so that's that's cool. That's man. kind of been like a huge thing, to be honest. Now that I think about it. By the way, like I never, and that's one of the things I really like. I actually still today, like I love about you is that you were always like this authentic version of you. Always, we're always learning, but. I didn't see you as like, oh, that's Tony the dishwasher guy. Like you were, you were my equal. You were or my friend. You were my um, like friend in school. Like so, like there's so much more. This is also why like divine timing. Like I thought about you in the sense of the podcast because of who you are and what you've been through. And so like, I love you, man. You're an awesome in person. I just want you to know that. Oh, I appreciate that. Ditto, ditto, very much. Um, yeah. Uh, Sorry, like I don't know, like it cuts out and it says it's like <laughs> it's like a pause. Yeah, it's, sorry, I'm just always concerned that I'm like gonna maybe press a button by accident and just like totally <laughs> drop the call. So I'm kind of like, oh geez, I hope I don't do that. Um, Honestly, like but no, I know though that. when I call into the radio, it ha- for some reason the intro has like this beepy noise, like someone's pressing a keypad, and I don't know why. It's like a ghost p- keypad <laughs> that no one presses buttons on. And it goes beep beep beep, and like okay, that's like, it happens every time now. But so um, let's go back to the topic. You got a great time. You met new people. Yes, you sir. Got, you're you broke out of a comfort zone in a sense. Like you, and some people are afraid to do that. They're afraid to go move to a new state and meet new people. And me and my dad have this convo. My mom's not a fan of meeting new people. She likes to get the comfortable like friends at home. But mm. me and my dad are like we love going places and just making new friends. And so I kind of took that on for my dad, and I've been in been to, uh, Florida, South Carolina. I've traveled to California. Like, if I didn't do these things, even today, like podcasting and Facebook Live for readings and believing in myself, finding my happiness, I wouldn't have broken past this uncomfortable position of what are people going to think of me. And I think there mm-hmm. is this, and I think it's an awesome topic to add to this, is that um, – who we are should never really imply how we fit in with things. So what other, what other, what are some other hobbies or places that you've been because you broke past the comfort zone? Oh, um, uh, I would probably say just staying in the hospitality in- industry overall, but switching from back of the house to front of the house. I, honest to goodness, never in a million years saw myself as a person or interact with people because I do consider myself some sort of an introvert. Actually, I would probably say maybe I'm an ambivert. I know how to be sociable and interact with people, but I very much, for the most part, am a recluse. Um, So (laughs) I think pushing myself and actually, to be honest, it goes back to that front of house class at Katarina. I had a, I had a, a, definitive moment where we were doing a banquet. We did banquets all the time because that was like in October and there was just like buses and buses of people. So we did banquets like every day. Um, and I remember doing one of the banquets. This woman, she I remember her just uh, as she was leaving she like shook my hand and she just like looked around. Um, and it was like she was just trying to take in the whole experience and it's just like you, I could just tell, like, that was, like, something she enjoyed. Like, that was a moment for her. But that's not something mm. she experiences a lot, having a great meal and great service. Um, wow. And it kind of, like, dawned on me that, like, wow. So, because I, I was one of those people who downplayed front of the house completely. I was, like, they're just, they're whatever. They can't really do anything. We're the ones cooking the food, right? 
But I can tell based on one, we had Aubrey, who was such a really talented uh, oh, uh, yeah. TA. And of course, we had uh, Loria. They they are phenomenal yeah. at what they do. They were both. I was so thankful to have both of them, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. And just the way they trained us and how it was well executed. This woman, that resulted in this woman having such a wonderful experience. And I had that moment of like, oh, wow, we really can like impact people's lives and days and make them happy. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. So there is, I, there, there's value to this. It's not just about cooking food. It's the whole experience. Great food. Doesn't I like just... how you you took the spiritual, the spirituality, and you that's like it's not it's not a separate thing. It's like the blueprint. Like you put that blueprint over that that moment and connection to everything. And you and I didn't put that together till honestly, I'm not gonna lie. Like the past couple of years, like I've always had this background noise of like the importance of things and people, but I never fully mm-hmm. really got that. And I actually you remind you reminded me of. One of the things I really loved about the spiritual um, connection between people and their events, like catering events and, and uh, marriages, yeah. and we're participating in people's anniversaries, and it's a good feeling to talk talk about, like you did, in the sense of watching people enjoy the moment, and they're in the they're in the moment. You know how many people are not in the moment? Yeah, a lot. So many, so many, myself included. We're participating and and creating people's realities, and I love using these words now because it's a it's a new way of perception and realizing like when someone's not in their reality and they're checking out they don't they're not mentally there they're thinking about things and they're not paying attention to this dimension and I see it a lot and uh, I do it sometimes too we go on our phones we kind of get trapped in like mm-hmm. our thoughts and negativity sometimes but that's a really beautiful thing to look at that's playing a part of the reality of other people's happiness. I really love that. Honestly, I love that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that was just, that was, that was kind of that moment for me where I was like, I decided to, at least I didn't, I wasn't hundred percent sure that I wanted to go into front of the house hundred percent, but I, I at least knew I wanted to learn more about it and give it a chance. And considering where I thought my career path would be, where I would, someday become a, a restaurant owner, I figured it would be invaluable to learn about front of the house and learn how to interact with people and um, learn how to take care of them. Um, we do, I think for the most part, there are people you can teach to be hospitable. There are some people where it's significantly more natural for them, where people gravitate towards towards them, and they just have that um, that serviceable spirit, for lack of a better term. Um, and that's something I think I did learn from watching other people, but also learning to develop what was already in me and nurturing that a bit um, and just trying to trying to lead with that, for lack of a better term. But that's something I, I honestly still am working on. I, um, okay, to be honest, like, it depends on, like, your, so your perception of life and what you had to go through is what you learn, learn like, what you had to learn, but so when I went through the culinary in the kitchen, I wasn't really front of house for uh, the whole time. It was more like the kitchen. And um, so I had a lot of difficulty with believing in myself because I didn't keep, I didn't see the cycle. I kept going through the cycle of leaving a job because it wasn't working out or it wasn't, I wasn't happy and I kept expecting things to happen. So I would leave and go to another job. Mm-hmm. And it was a, re- a repetition all the time. I would be excited. 
I would be motivated, I would get it, and then I didn't like it anymore. And I, I kept going through these really hard trials and tribulations. I'm sure you went through some trials too, but the kitchen was like I needed to get out of it. And I kept trying to keep the passion going with creating, and it was just a lot for me. But uh, a lot of the times that I went to get an uncomfortable position to break through, one of them was South Carolina. And actually, like, there was pros and cons. There was a big con to that. But – uh, the restaurant mm-hmm. was really good, and the, the chef was awesome. Uh, he was one of he was a graduate too, but he had everything down so neatly to like the plate, the ounces, the cost. So he could tell you if the average bottle service per um, server, and it was all detailed. Wow. Really delicious, really good food. But so I went from New York to South Carolina to interview it and go back and forth. So I made it happen, and I learned a lot from it and even more so like roommate situations. But um, I realized like the more you put yourself out there, the more you can do. If you believe in yourself, we can go places. And so it can break down to the simplicity, simplistic of even like, what do you want to have for lunch? Like there's sometimes where I'm thinking about it too much. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. We don't have to go through this. What do I really feel like doing? And then I'll be like, yeah, that's what I want to do. I, I used to think too much about it and, but a lot of stuff, everything happens for a reason. What we went through it. Why do we have to go through it? What do we learn? And uh, life's a beautiful journey, man. Very true. I think I keep I keep hearing about or seeing. There was a constant thing I kept seeing um, and hearing uh, during the time of my life when I have a similar situation where I was just overthinking. Don't get me wrong. I still overthink. It's like my special move. <laughs> but... I remember hearing a lot of people saying, like, the whole point of, like, surrendering. And I I kept hearing it, but I'm just like, how do you do that? Like, right. you just, like, let go? <laughs> nice. I, um, I actually, I agree with you on that. And the more, it's not easy at all. It's actually, like, a difficult thing for me. And I'm, I'm learning to do it. So how do I, mm. all right, so there's, there's actually some spiritual stuff I, I make myself. And one of them is with sunflowers, and I have to use the I have to use it a certain way, and I I put energy and work into it, and I make it for a good reason, like to help people. I put my energy in it, and I had a lot, and for some reason, like this sounds silly to people, like this is serious. I was getting really angry, I couldn't find it, and I was like getting really mad, Tony. I, you know when you you look at everything, you flip your bag upside down, you you make everything like I was looking for it, and I couldn't find it, so I actually decided to like let go. Cause I wasn't doing it. I wasn't happy. I wasn't, um, I kind of just sat there on the floor going like, where is it? <laughs> and so I was like, I don't have to stay in this mood. And so I decided to, all right, I have to go buy, buy more sunflowers and it is what it is. The older version of me used to get stuck on like staying in that mood and thinking about where to go. Mm-hmm. Did someone take it? Did, did I throw it out by accident? And I'd spend the whole night, like maybe it's like, I don't know, 2 a.m. thinking about this, this thing. And I'm like, no, we're not doing that anymore. I don't have to stay there. And did it, it took some time for me to honestly like get there. And the more that's mindfulness, practicing mindfulness. Is that something? What else are you learning recently too? Like you, uh, I'm very grateful too. Like I didn't, uh, for everyone listening, like I didn't know Tony was spiritually active. I don't know if that's the word, but you were following me on my page. And that's, so I was like, well, let me message Tony, get up and catch up with him. But, um, you were mentioning some stuff that I talk about sometimes, which I'm grateful that you were uh, 
you were learning from too, but what is it, what's some stuff that you're learning now? Like what are you recently trying to work on? Um, pretty much exactly what you just said, mindfulness for sure. Um, and just, again, like you said, catching myself when I, when I have certain thoughts or I'm in a mood. Even today I woke up in the, not the most positive or upbeat mood. But then I was just, mm-hmm. I sat in it for a second and I was like, okay, this is not going to be the day. This is just not going right. to be the thing. This is not going to be today's thing. I'm not okay with that being today's thing. So I kind of like, I kind of shook myself. Um, I was one of those okay. people who definitely very much just, if I got in the mood, I kind of I just stayed with it. It, it, it would take yeah. so much energy to try to get out of it. And I was like, I don't even know if I right. have that. I have the same problem. Pretty much the number one. Um, my soul awakening was really intense. And, like, I um, I remember people telling me, like, you must be going through, like, a fast track. Like, I was I was really going through some stuff. But it was there was a lot of great things from it. And one of them was finally Im- implicating following our happiness. And it's so it's not as simple as people might think. It gets to the point of, do I want to do this or do I want to do that? And so mm-hmm. I was so used to pleasing people. And I, like I love my dad, love my family, but I noticed that I would get really mad at myself when he would be like, Hey, can you help me with this? And I, I want to help my dad. But at the time I was just trying to understand my emotions. So I would get really upset. And um, the next time he asked me, I was like, no, I don't, I don't want to do it because I wasn't happy doing it. But it wasn't that I wasn't happy being with him. It was more so like I had to learn the emotion of my happiness and decisions. So that was one of the things, Mm. but it it went into um, learning so much to follow my intuition, my gut. And recently it's breaking it down to being more, it's a lot of inner voice, but uh, I wasn't used to catching it before. And like you said, I would get stuck in that, um, that negative vibration and get really upset thinking about it thinking about it, thinking about it. But we don't, I guess I, I didn't know yet that, we are in control. Honestly, when I look back at those moments, I don't know who I was, and I feel like I was in a fog for 28 years. <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, but I used I used to feel the same way, and now I'm like, wait a second. It, it comes to the point now where it's like, is it my energy? Someone else's energy. And if it's mine, yeah. what is what is the root of it? Um, so Tony, like one of the things that I do, and I don't know if it's something like you tried yet is I'll, like you said too, like you confronted it. You're like, no, I'm not going to be in this mood today. And so what I also do is like, where, where did you come from? Like, where did this mood come from? And it was so simple that even a decision I made that I wasn't happy with, my mind would trigger it and be like, all right, so you're not happy with it. We're going to trigger the emotion of kind of crankiness. And I was like, oh. So once I decided and I learned that that's where it came from, I, I handled it the way I need to handle it, spoke my truth, or I faced it myself, and then it stopped. And it's really weird how the body is, like, can do that. We could just find out where it comes, comes from, the oh. trigger. I used, to, um, I used to get really lost in the negativity and, like, get sad and just feel this intense insecurity of not being able to make enough money or not being able to ever afford, a, like, my own place or um, – but now it's all about filling those securities in ourselves, not being insecure, but addressing the insecurities. 
So that's our ego self. And yes, it's kind of a pain in the ass sometimes to face our ego self and be like, all right, so what's the deal, man? <laughs> what's going on? Oh, for sure. So um, what else? Go ahead. Tell me what's going on. Tell me more. Oh, no. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, I am just I'm just now realizing that um, the ego is a problem because I uh-huh. I do have to say that for me, especially during that time period when I was working and school at the same time, um, my e- I feel like my ego got me help get, helped get me through that time. So I think I actually have like this. I'm afraid to like completely get rid of it because it helped me through one of the hardest times of my life. So I think that's also something I'm realizing I need to work on. Um, mm-hmm. But that could also just be a, a, a mental trick I'm doing to myself to not let it go. Um, yes. So that that also goes back to, like, trust my intuition, which I, going back to my awakening, I didn't know anything that was going on. So I was, I was having it, find it very difficult to trust anything other than my ego. So, again, a really great, mind trick well i think i think what's happening with what you're saying too is and what i what i was recently learning is um the ego to me is like the shadow self where the the insecurities and negative talk is but the more we address it the more we kind of uncover our authentic self so what i think you're also Mm. saying is your authentic self also because it's still a part of us our authentic self and our ego I think there's a part of you that found like more confidence in yourself and all that. So there is parts like what you're saying is we don't want to let that go. Um, But I think also you're right because your ego self might've acted out in certain ways, but it also taught you things. So I, yeah, absolutely. But letting it go. um, It's like our child self really. So the subconscious mind is where the ego is and the ego is where we have our triggers and, People will will do things or say things that will upset us, and we might act out. And so, we love ourselves enough to say, like, you know what? Let's let's start facing ourselves and facing our child selves. So when I was younger, let me think about something that comes to mind. Um, you know, we still have that child self memory and that programming where we might be insecure about something from our childhood, and it's reflecting out in our reality today. And that's the ego. That's all it is. And just giving it love and letting the energy flow through more. And overall, Tony, I realized that it's actually blocking the flow of energy to be our authentic self. Because if we're going to give our energy to someone else, like uh, a relationship or um, a person or pleasing other people, like our boss, we're, we're giving away our authentic self. We're actually, instead of loving ourselves to keep our power, we're giving it away. And, so when we love ourselves, we're actually more like, no, I know who I am. I know, I know my mood. I know because for a long time we're getting caught up in these subconscious triggers and what other people are saying to us, and their, their energy, too, can interfere. And you said something about being an empath, right? Because you're definitely Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, that's – yeah. That's been making it uh... – I think it's because I'm reading that book, but that's definitely been making its way back. I had a really interesting um, interaction with a coworker. Um, I was I had I had just felt nauseous. Nauseous. Hello, words. Nauseous. Okay. The word is nauseous. Okay. 
uh, <laughs> I was feeling nauseous out of nowhere, and I had, like, a tiny headache. And I, of course, got ever so slightly scared because of those are, you know, symptoms of of the Rona, as the kids are calling it. Oh, no. So I was just sitting there, and then um, the coworker who was there, he had came on his day off, and he was kind of drinking after work with everyone. Um, oh. And it was, it was kind of blah. And I was just feeling, like, super nauseous. And then I slowly started to feel better. And then as that happened, he unfortunately began to hurl into a garbage oh. into a plastic bag. And then once he did that, I was like, I feel better. Oh, oh, oh. Was I? <laughs> oh. So that's, those things are happening yeah. again. Like a lot. <laughs> I, I used to walk into the kitchen and I would it would bug the crap out of me because I literally would walk in and be like it would just hit me like a wall and I'm opening and the yes. energy just hits me like oh no not today <laughs> not today people yeah. so like the more people that come together it's like a collective right so we're well we're part of like the universe collective too but it's like a group of energy and if you're all together in a business or job, like if everyone's in a good mood, you're going to be in a good mood. If everyone's in a bad mood, you're going to be fighting mm-hmm. that bad mood. But um, I wasn't aware of it as much as I am now, but I would go up to people and be like, are you okay? <laughs> so they're like, some people would Same. would be honest with me. Like, yeah. But I always knew when someone wasn't feeling good. And it's like spiritual higher self was like, we got to help this person out with energy. So I would feel people that were low. And I didn't realize, too, like, we're brought places for a reason. So I wasn't just working at this job just for being a chef. I was there to, like, balance the energies out. And it gets more complicated. Where our energy is a, a charge, whether we're confident or self, uh, lacking something. So we'll match up with people depending on our charge. And so mm. that's what also happens, too, Tony. So you might, you might need to help someone out because you are, you are a light worker. You're a spiritual being. You're, we don't have to be psychic intuitives we can be just awesome people at an awesome job and feeling the vibes right so you help a lot of people out because you have a really empathic good heart good energy you're caring you're not an asshole and so when there's people that are like that (laughs) even if you're an authentic asshole like you're just being yourself like you're saying the truth right so we're here to help people sometimes wake up because they're not a they're not hashtag woke yet they're more like lost in the sauce and Tony, has this happened to you yet? This is this is the funniest stuff. They'll tell you they'll tell you something unconsciously. So what's an example? Um, you know when someone's not understanding of higher vibrational stuff yet, and their their unconscious self like will tell you something, and you're like, okay, do you realize like what you just told me? <laughs> and kind of yep. like here's an example. They'll they'll tell you what's upsetting them, and then they'll say something like, I know. But they don't know. They're actually, they do know, but they keep tormenting themselves. That's a small one, but they'll tell you other things too. Like, so what's one of them that happened to you? Oh, my God. Um, he said, oh, my God. nothing is coming <laughs> to mind immediately. Um, Here's a funny one. I have a, a friend, actually, she went to the college too. And I don't know if she listens to these podcasts. She might not like she might, she might still be upset with me, but I still send love to her. I don't know if she listens, but she'll, she'll, she would um, sometimes come up to me and be like, you know you would marry me. You would marry me, right, Joe? You would marry me? I'm like, 
and I would just smile because uh-huh. at the time I wasn't speaking my truth, which I, I learned also that I need to speak my truth because I hold on to my emotions. And so I don't feel good about mm-hmm. it because I don't want you to feel upset. So what that also told me was like she wasn't secure with herself and that she was looking for love and she was looking for fulfillment. And I'm like, does she even realize she's telling me this right now? Does she even realize? And I can't mm-hmm. imagine how many times I've done that to people too. Like, I don't even know. I don't even know if I want to know. Ooh, that's interesting. Very, very interesting. So wait, she was, yeah. Again, nothing unfortunately come to mind. I think I tend to interpret things based on like uh, songs or movies that people talk about or insist on watching. Um, that's oh. why I tend to like listen to what I, because I don't think people necessarily like tell me things uh, subconsciously. Sub- I'm sorry, unconsciously via conversation that much, but they, mm-hmm. I think they do tell me those things via their movies or what songs they're listening to a lot. I, th- I tend to pay attention to those things, um, and those things will tell me a lot about what people are going through uh, at the moment. Um, that's really or, cool. So that, that actually tells me that that's one of the things you love. You love music and movies, and that's something like, that's really interesting. You observe I love that. So that's divine timing too. So like, let's say like you ask me now or ask me like a month from now, the same question. And so I might tell you what comes to mind now. Cause my, my higher self's like, well, Tony needs to know these movies. So he understands where you're coming from. And then your, your intuitive self's going to be like, okay, okay. That movie is about this. This one's about that. That music's about this. And you put it together like a formula and you're like, Oh, I know what this person's going through right now. So you're technically like meeting mm-hmm. them in a sense. That's really like a dope way. So wait, hold on, hold on. So like, and that's a great way to in- actually learn more about someone on a deeper level. Absolutely. I actually really Absolutely. love it. So if I were to tell you, I don't really, that's a good avenue to go down. I don't really know a lot of movies that I love. Actually, here's a top three. And this is me right now. Like I might have a different message through what my, my movies are tomorrow, but um, the Fast and the Furious, the first one, where it's like mm-hmm. all, all over LA and stuff. The second one would be um, Vanilla Sky, trippiest movie ever. I love that. Mm-hmm. And then Back to the Future, the first one. So, like, what does that, mm-hmm. if you were to digest it for a minute, like, what does that tell you about me? So, I've never seen Vanilla Sky, unfortunately, but I know, like, the bare minimum about it. Um, okay. So, going with Fast, Fast and Furious. If I'm not mistaken, what I remember is that was like about tight bonds, friendship, loyalty. Um, oh, so wow. it was like kind of hearkening to like that era too. Like that was what two two thousand. Dude, Dude that was not? so dope. I did not expect you to even go. Like that's really detailed. I love this. All right, to the uh, ninety five, I think. Ninety five. Wow. So that's also right. I also look at the time period too because that's like it's like almost going back to that nostalgia. You you're probably like thinking about your childhood friends, people you grew up with, um, and of course your family. Oh my god! Too, and what that means to you. Um, what? Stuff like no that. No way! <laughs> I literally. So um, then, you're one of my friends from like school, right? And then I just got back in touch with my high school best friend, like my school elementary school best friend, and. So, like, this is legit. Like, you're reading me from the movie I picked. I love this. So, keep going. Sorry, I'm excited. No, no worries. Um, did you see Vanilla Sky? If I remember that, that you said that's trippy. And he was like, mm-hmm. 
wasn't that just like a wasn't Captain Diaz in that? Yes. Um, and and, and he, Penelope, uh, yeah, what's her name? Penelope Cruz. Her name. Um, yeah. So was, he uh, had an <laughs> what I remember he had an affair, and there was like some sort of weird psychodrama about someone who may have passed, but they didn't really pass. I don't really know too much about that movie, to be honest. I, do I don't want to ruin it for you, but for, like, just the – I'll just give you, like, the snippet of it, I guess. Like, it was an mm-hmm. altered state of reality in the sense of life and death. So, like – Oh, wow. I'll just, it, so, at the end, you realize, like, he um, – well, do you mind if I tell you it? Yeah, go for it. And everyone listening, like, skip away, like, a couple minutes after the, if you want to, like, not hear what Penelope got about. But you, yeah. I didn't realize what the message was for, like, the first time I ever watched it. And I was like, what the, it's happening. So it's really trippy, like, you were talking about in and out with uh, different women. Like, is it her or her? But at the end, you realize, like, he was dead, he was dead and frozen from this, like, dream thing that they, they showed you in the movie. Like, he knew he was in this oh, Matrix wow. world. And at the end, he was, like, calling for the technician. And they're like, are you ready to come back to, like, life yet? And he's like, yeah. So they un- they defrost him at the end of the movie, so they don't show you, like, the rest of it. But he's frozen oh, wow. over this period of time and tripping out over, like, the reality. But he was creating his own reality. So, like, now that I think about oh. it, I guess, I guess I don't want to say too much now. So go ahead with it. No, that's pretty much it. And it's pretty much based on what you're saying regarding the movie – it's echoing a lot of the things that you say in your in your podcast, in your lives, doing your readings, um, an altered state of reality, uh, creating your own reality, um, determining what's real and not real for you. All those things are really important to you right now. So that movie makes that makes sense because it's directly um, what you talk about, and that's like huge. That's really really huge. Um, this is wild. Like do you me, even like, realize I look, that you do this? Like you do a detailed, uh, like, actually like relevant, intuitive guidance. <laughs> unintentionally, because like I think that has always been like a thing for me. Like I've no, I've never owned a car, so whenever I'm riding with people, I've I listen to what they I always pay attention to what they listen to, only because I'm always looking to learn new music and broaden my horizons. Um, and those like I love like soundtracks to a summer like. They're like songs I hear, and they take me back to moments from my past. Or so, uh, wow. I learn like, like people travel, like who they're huh? passionate about. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Like those things are That's huge great. to me. I'm always trying to look for like a song of the summer or a song of the fall. Like I love creating playlists. So when people tell me when I listen to those songs, people unintentionally are telling me who they are via song lyrics. Right. Um, that yeah. I tend to listen to. So. I, and those was, things are more honest than people are. And I don't mean that in a negative uh-huh. way, but those things are no, going to be more honest than they may be to me uh, in, like, a regular conversation, for lack of a better term. Actually, like, you, I was actually watching, I love Rick and Morty. I don't know if you're a fan of Rick and Morty, but there's one episode yeah, where so to do that. He's, uh, he's, he, sh- he turns himself, Rick turns himself to like a smaller version, a younger version of himself, shrinks him, little Rick, but he's playing a song and he's like, please help me. I'm under the, the, in the basement in the vat. <laughs> so he's like singing the song lyrics, but it's so like true. He's like, I'm an emotional wreck. He's just, I don't know the whole song, but he's basically <laughs> singing the lyrics 
And this is what I'm realizing too. Like you're exactly right. Like people listen to the reflection of their emotions. So, and the messages behind mm-hmm. them aren't always just like there. And I love that you do that. That's yeah. really interesting how you take that time and, and evaluation to understand someone. And that's really cool. I love talking to people now, especially you, because you get to understand someone else's perspective on their spiritual knowledge. But that's a gift. That's literally a gift. And we have all these different gifts that we can understand people. And it's almost like I, me and you and the world have a gift for everyone. Like the when we follow mm. our dreams and we pursue it, the more we understand, like, what our real purpose is. Like, why do we love doing what we do? And then we can help people in the process, too. So, um yeah. The mind. It goes back to karaoke. A, yeah. Does it go, bring it back so to karaoke. How does that blend in? Well, uh, initially for me, karaoke started off as something to, like, let loose and get my mind off of things. It was kind of like a safe space. Though I consider myself uh-huh. to be, like, a bit of a nervous person, I can now, now more than ever, I can get up and confident, confidently perform in front of people no matter where I am and just have fun. I do have my song staples, but there are other songs that, like, <laughs> I go up there to try to, like, express myself and how I'm feeling. It's just like, right. I don't mean this, big ups to all the uh, Vassar girls and all the <laughs> girls that grew up and drunkly sing their favorite song because they can do it to go out and cut loose with their girls and get their mind off of things. Or somebody goes uh-huh. up there and sings, like, Someone Like You by Adele because they're in that feeling and in that moment. So it's like, it's kind of like expressing yourself and letting That's the cool. world into your ver- and being vulnerable in a crowd of people. So it, it kind of goes back to that. Expressing yourself is so important to the point where I realized, like, so what you basically <clears throat> also dis- describe is how I tell people to raise their vibration. So literally, like I was telling you before we started the show, like, Tony, like, when we're not in a high vibration, right, we kind of get stuck in thinking. And so one of the things I was doing when I got to Cali was I wanted to do this cooking psychic show, but we didn't continue it, but I still did one episode, but I didn't know like oh, wow. what I wanted to cook. And it was all right. It was all right. It was pretty cool though. So I didn't know what I wanted to cook. And I was like, you know, let me stop thinking about it. Let me go get my haircut. And I'm, I'm not kidding, Tony. I was sitting there getting my haircut, not thinking about anything. And my higher self or my spirit guides were like, Managati. And I was like, oh my God, that's a great idea. <laughs> like, so. Wow karaoke is a high vibe thing for you. Um, I like it too. And getting my haircut is a high vibe thing. So whatever we do that brings us feeling good, that high vibe, letting loose expression brings us to that high vibe timeline. So like we can stay in that timeline or we can make a decision. Every time we make a choice, it shifts up or down. So we make a choice. that's like not so high vibe. We we go down on the timeline. So it's like we're off. We shifted. People say we shifted. Um, but what, I, what was my message after that is the, important, the importance of expressing because when we don't speak our truth or we don't have fun or let loose, like we're holding so much emotion in. So that's another thing I think is, I'm glad that we brought it in because things that make us feel good help us understand and release or help us get to removing toxic energy in ourselves that we don't need to hold on to. And I'm glad that you brought up like how good it feels to just let loose. Um, and being real and mindful with ourselves. Uh, one of the things that I don't know, I don't remember if you smoked cigarettes, but I smoked way too much. I actually didn't. Oh, yeah, I smoked back then. Over the past, like, couple months. And 
not going to lie, I slipped up recently, had a couple, but I got so mindful that I learned that, all right, so when you quit, it's not always going to be easy. You're going to, you're going to fall. So I already planned that in a sense. Sometimes it's good or bad to do plan B, but it's not a plan B. It's like the expectation of uh, falling. So I, I smoked and then I quit again. And so I lasted a little bit longer and I quit again. And by the third time, I was good. And so I had a couple recently. Not a big deal. I'm not going to, like, beat myself up, for, up over and be like, oh, you're a failure. You suck. <laughs> you might as well come oh, right back anyway. <laughs> so I don't do that no more. And uh, being mindful is just being aware, like, and talking talking to yourself in a real real way, one-to-one. I'll be like, oh, Joe, I love you. Man. Like, why are we doing this? Yeah. Facing it. I used to question, like, why did I do this? Why am I doing this to myself? Now I really talk to myself, like, what's up, Joe? You're an awesome person. I love you. What's what's your problem? What are we doing? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm actually right with you on the cigarette thing. I quit because back in the day I was smoking cigarettes. Cause I remember it was me, you, and um, uh, Loria. We would go to the gazebo and have a cigarette. Um, that's what everyone did. Mm-hmm. But I quit. Yeah. I, I quit for like five years. I quit for wow. five years until this past what, this past month? With this whole thing uh, happening, I kind of like, I kind of like just got, my anxiety got unfortunately too big okay. for me, for lack of a better term. So mm-hmm. I did buy a pack of cigarettes um, mm-hmm. and I have been smoking for the past, I think, two weeks. But like, I limit myself, I'll have like one and I'll try to like not have one for a couple of days. Um, but I do have them there as like a, as almost like a security blanket, for lack of a better term. And I don't beat myself up about yeah. it because I, I understand everything that's happening. With everything that's happening, I understand that. And I'm like kind of more understanding to myself and not like, oh, you're going to regret this. This is so bad. What are you doing? You wasted five years. It's more of like, I get mm-hmm. it, kiddo. Everybody's going through something right now. And you're doing what mm-hmm. you need to do to get through it. Um, right. and I'm not doing it in a, in a, do, 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 I don't want to say self-harm, but I don't want to, I'm not doing it in a rebellious way. Like I kind of did it before I did it to rebel. Cause I was like, I never smoked cigarettes before. And I'm going to show people that the quiet, innocent Tony is gone. So. <laughs> That's a, Hey man, as long as you're aware of it, um, I, uh, what did I remember? So I remember like when I was 15, I was at like a sweet 16 party and someone was like, you want to smoke? And I was like, all right, yeah, I want to be cool. That's usually what it is. Just be cool. Um, and then for, mm-hmm. well, for me it was, and for you it was rebellious. So you, it's actually like, at least, you know, like the psychological point of it. And then I remember being like very, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for against my parents. Like, like even more so I was just like rebellious in a sense too. I was like, again, I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, you you want to like tell me what to do, so I'm gonna tell myself. What to do. <laughs> but, I'll uh, show you blow smoking face. Yeah, psychologically, like I didn't realize it, but I knew at the same time, like taking breaks outside, like when people are complaining, like they can't go outside for a break. Like, so yeah, if you smoke, it's interesting. Like, yeah, you go outside and smoke, but at the end of it all. I was just loving myself enough just to kind of like how you're saying to yourself, like, no, it's okay, man. Like, go ahead. Smoke the cigarette. Enjoy it. Like, don't beat yourself up over it because you're only going to make mm-hmm. it, like, worse just because you're – you need it for a reason. 
and there's an anxiety that's triggering it. Something came up that hasn't visited in a long time. And so how are you going to handle it? And um, happiness too. Like, so I wanted a couple, a couple weeks ago. So I did, I had one and I manifested it too. Some guy kind of walked up and was giving me his rap CD. I was like, yeah, you got a cigarette. So I manifested it too. But, um, the same thing with food, right? This is psychology on the sense of breaking it down. So what people don't understand, like cigarettes, food, addictions, their fulfillment. It's a self-fulfillment for love. It's a, it's a filling the void. So if we're not aware of loving ourselves yet, how are we going to be understanding of there's the psychological thing behind it? So I, I realized too, like I love food. And there was a time where I wasn't even eating it. I was like giving too much of my energy otherwise. So I broke it down. I was like, why do I love food so much? Well, I was raised around my dad's restaurant, the traditions around family and food and love, the love for family, the love for food. But I'm, I'm also aware of it. So, like, it's up to me now to be like, all right, so uh, I'm eating when I'm kind of bored to bring in happiness and enjoyment. When are we going to be, like, more serious about the, the breaking it down to the point of, like, changing your, your eating habits? But that's me now. Mm-hmm. But I'm also being lenient. I'd rather be happy right now to find the motivation to go in that direction. Right now, I'm just being me. Later on, when time's right, divine Amen. timing, I'll lose weight. I'll just go on a diet. I'll be ready for it when the gym's open. You know what I'm saying? Some people are like, no, mm-hmm. Joe, do it now. When my mind's right and I have more like confidence and care about that, right now, I just, I'm not confident in myself. I'm happy with who I am and uh, I'm confident in the sense of what my achievements are. But uh, food can wait. I want to enjoy it. <laughs> Smoking too. Smoking was like sure. it's it stopped smoking when I was ready to stop smoking. But it's interesting. Yeah. Like, I'm glad that you brought up that topic of just understanding. Like, if there's a reason behind it, it's okay. Don't beat yourself up. And a lot of the time, we just do that. We're like, oh, you know, like something triggered me. Uh, this pisses me off, so I'm gonna smoke a cigarette. <laughs> yeah. And that's um, and, like towing that line is like it takes like what's the term nuance nuance. It's more nuanced than I guess I gave it credit for, to be honest. Because, like, don't get me wrong, I've gotten uh, upset and bothered with people and things plenty of times. But cigarettes were probably one of the last things that I did, uh, or one of the last things that I wanted. Um, this is this was something different, I think. And it could be it could be that whole nostalgia thing. It could be wanting to think about college. That's when I was last. That was when I last spoke cigarettes was back in college. So it kind of goes back to that a little bit, too. I think, so I like how you said that, too. So you're connecting it in a way like, so what I was thinking just now is certain moods and memories and connections to that, like, so it's nostalgic, but there's certain things that might create that to come back in um, for Mm. those times. Like, even if it's a happy one or a sad one, like there's like a psychological, maybe it's a psychological thing of remembering it, but revisiting that memory and it plays a part in today's life. So, ah, that's wild. Because we can be sad or we can be happy, but what's the psychological memory of that? Why do we love what we love? Why do we like what we like? Well, because, you know, school was a great time. I remember busting my ass still, you know, I had my moments, but being around that was so... Oh man, uh, I was so excited um, to do all these things and cook and be in this energy. Oh, yeah. And so, I guess it's more so how things played out and how it reflects today, and deciding like if it's something we 
do we want to continue that today or not? Do we want to allow it to play a part in our life today or not? Um, mm. I'm probably going to have to go back to shadow working for, for culinary, like cooking, like, cause I had so many memories that me off and I, you know, think about it now too, the law of attraction. So the universe was just providing me with these situations to help learn about myself. But there was times where I had to go through some really difficult shit and it was like super toxic, Amen. really bad. Losing myself, finding myself. But I'm grateful. I'm so I'm really grateful. I'm happy. So let me ask you, Tony. I got a question for you. This is the next yes, question. Sir. It's coming. You ready? I have it right here. <laughs> yes. Um uh, what is ready. the next what is the next path coming for you if you were to think about it? What's the next venture? What is the next thing that you want to accomplish? Mm-hmm. What is the uh it could be little, medium, big. What do you want to do next? Doesn't have to be like soon. But what's your next goal? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Um, I think the one thing that I'm probably going to start working on soon is, like, teaching myself – not teaching myself, but learning to meditate um, and taking in everything that I've probably – I previously ran from – I ran from during my last awakening. So it's more so, like, embracing that now um, and not – just trying to scurry away from it. Um, and I think that may be why I'm kind of back in similar situations and the mindset um, that I yeah. was before. I think I mentioned this. Uh-huh. So it's kind of like, uh-huh. it's almost like a, a do-over. So it's learning uh, coping mechanisms that are healthy and beneficial for me and that uh, propel me forward in the best way. Um I think that's that's my main goal, and not tr- and not focusing on just trying to survive anymore, but trying to live. That's pretty much it. No, that's 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 a good that's a good answer. Um, I'm very blunt and honest with with everyone, and one of the honest things, is, especially like this, is why I love talking about things because I learn something, and then I I'll learn more about it through my experience. So I share it with everyone, but I have difficulties too in the sense of. Um, implicating the tools like so i can tell you right now mm. one of the best things that you can do while you're having like a trigger or a moment or emotion is to stop thinking about it and go do something that you love doing karaoke getting your hair cut it's going to raise your vibration and that's where the answers will help you understand more and so what happens is um instead of avoiding it or the the ego self like myself as well in the sense of what we got to learn we can just go like right then and there okay no Let's, let's raise my vibe. Let's avoid this emotion and then go back to it and start to understand it more. You come from a different perspective, actually. So, and mm. so I think that the whole thing about my message there was that implicating things and removing the old programming, because we're programmed to do all these things in our mind for, since we were seven, like we, we go through these events and so we're removing those old beliefs. And so by, actually taking the motion and taking the decision to stop in that emotion and go like, okay, wait a second. What am I, what am I, what do I need to do next to like fix this or understand it? And so I raise my mood. I'll change my, my, my moment, do something else, raise it and start to confront it or, but yeah, it's not easy to face it and just start understanding more. So that way the cycle doesn't repeat. And that's a that's a good Shroom. answer to have actually. Um, 
what am I going to do next? Well, so I remember going through my awakening and getting lost and getting really depressed. Not sure. Like I didn't want to cook anymore. Very hard to come out of it. So I, I followed my happiness. And through that, I broke through fears and worries and doubts. And recently I've been learning about other people's energy and how it's affecting me and dimensions. It gets a little deeper and deeper, but um, what I see and what I plan on doing and what I'm doing is going back to pushing my energy harder. And so what I talk about too is our energy is currency. So whether we're thinking about something, we're creating it uh, positive or negative, or we're working on an art piece, painting, you're putting your energy in cooking. One, Tony, like this is a, this is a true story. This, you're going to love this. I was uh, working <laughs> in a restaurant and they had coleslaw on the menu and I literally like ran out of coleslaw, but I had enough to make for the dish and I sliced it up real quick. And so I was like, I'm going to have some fun with this. And I was mixing it up with my hand, glove on. And I was like, you know, you're going to love this coleslaw. You're going to think it's the best coleslaw you ever had. And you're going to want the recipe mm-hmm. for it. And it was all just love. I was putting love into it. I just want to see what would happen. And I kid you not, the waitress came back with the empty cup. And she was like, uh, I was like, what's up? She was like, they want to know what you put in the, the coleslaw because it's really good. And I was like, ah, love. <laughs> so, nice. I'm becoming more aware of our energy and our intentional energy. So what I what I want to do is now take what I've learned and go back to what I used to do more. So I, I did podcasts every day almost. Well, maybe not every day I'm going to do oh, it, but wow. I'm going to go back to podcasting more. I had a lot of people calling in from around the world. I had people – it was fun, man. So I'm going back to podcasting. I'm also going to keep doing more lives because if we know that we're – if we love doing something, right, and if we know that we're believing, I believe in myself to go further with it. So I want to keep putting more of me into it. And so that's what I'm going to do. Um, still have balance, though. Still have balance in life. There's Joe outside of spiritual stuff, and there's Joe inside of spiritual stuff. And I need to learn how to balance that, too. Like, the rest of the day, it could be me watching Netflix. There's nothing wrong with that. Just enjoy yourself. Nothing at all, as long as it brings you By happiness. By the way, have you seen that show yet, Upload? Oh, no, but I saw the uh, previews for it. Isn't that like on Amazon? Yeah, man. So I was watching it. I watched the whole thing already. The first scene, like, where you start to see the building. And I was like, is that the Mohonk Mountain House? And I, I Googled it, and they filmed it in New Paltz, New York, at the Mohonk oh, Mountain House. Wow. I was like, oh, damn. So I thought that was crazy. That's awesome. I wound up watching it. It's a wild concept, though. It's a wild concept. You should check it out. And everyone listening, check it out. But, Tony, I want to I thank you so much. I love you, man. I'm grateful that you came on for the podcast. We could catch up and talk about some spiritual stuff. And um, oh, we have you know. to, we have to sometime this year plan on hanging out, plan on catching up in real time. But um, thank you so oh, much, yeah. man. That would be and wonderful. Stay, stay in touch. You better stay in touch. Yeah, I appreciate it greatly. Thank you so much for having me. All right, man. Take it easy. We'll have you on the show again, obviously. It's going to be a good time. And thank you, everyone, for listening. And hang in till next time. We got a couple new episodes coming up. We have Retros Are Back with my friend Mel. We're going to be talking about a lot of cool stuff as well. We're going to be talking about retrogrades and how it can affect your life and also the spiritual experiences we have through our comedy. And she's an awesome individual. She's really hilarious. So I'm actually really excited to have her on the show. So with uh, further ado... Uh, let's send it out. Have a good day. Take care, everyone, and love you guys.
you told me, babe Some of these will be the good old days All the love you forget And all these reckless nights you thinking about the bands, I was thinking about the fans, we were underground, loading merch in that 12 passenger van, in a small club in Minnesota, and the snow outside of first half, I just wanted my name in the star, now look at where we at, still growing up, still growing up, I would lay in my bed and dream about what I've become, couldn't wait to get older, couldn't wait to be something, now that I'm here, wishing I was still young. I didn't drink all of that blast first Wish I made it to homecoming Got up the courage to ask her Wish I would have gotten out of my show Wish I put the bottle back on that show Wish I wouldn't have worried about What other people thought And felt comfortable with my soul Rooftop open And the stars above Moment frozen sneaking out And falling in love Me, you and I, Pluton We just begun On the grass streaming Figuring out who I was Till it's gone 